Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. In this episode, I want to talk a little bit about autistic communication styles in comparison to neurotypical communication styles and a little bit about like the main differences, the reasoning uh, as to why most autistics communicate the way they do when you um, compare it to neurotypicals um, and like a little bit also about how rejection sensitivity can play into that as well. So uh, starting us off here, if I, one of the main characteristics to me of autistic communication is direct communication and literal thinking and not being very interested in the small talk portion of the conversation um not being very interested because i do understand that for neurotypicals uh, the way they become comfortable in a conversation with someone is through small talk and that's valid and there's not i'm not saying that that's a problem because that's how neurotypicals like to communicate but for autistics autistic people are generally they want like and this includes myself we generally want to get to the meat of the conversation we want to get to like the the depths of the topic we're, we're, we're discussing. Um, usually things about our special interests, topics that we have a lot of passion for, um, that we'd like to talk about at length, or even um, certain aspects of our life or our experiences or just like maybe some some kind of event that we attended recently, some kind of project that we were a part of. Things like that are, you know, that that's what we, like, autistic people in general, speaking, certainly speaking in terms of my autistic experience, that's what I like to get, like, really, really like in a conversation is, like, the 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 meat if you will or the bone of the conversation or like the real essence of uh like the root or whatnot um if you're thinking about like a vegetable it would be like the root of it um because if i think like a piece of broccoli like the root is the conversation is like what i really want in the conversation and the small talk to me at least and to a lot of autistics feels like the leaves you know it's like the superficial it's like the surface it's like because and i think a lot of that at least for myself comes from the fact that i want to if i'm getting comfortable with someone i really want to know wh who they are as a person like what are their values what do they believe in what do they stand for like that those are the kind of things that are important to me I don't really care if the person likes pineapple on their pizza or not. Um, I personally don't, but I don't have any problem with people that do. It's a personal style and preference. But anyways, 
um it doesn't matter to me like if you do pineapples on pizza or you know what your favorite song is or like what you do on sunday nights and those are valid forms of communication like if if someone wants to share with me you know what what one of these things like that's completely fine i'm not saying that i don't like that i'm just saying that for me it's all about the death for me it's all about what makes you tick as they say it it's it's you know tell me about yourself tell me about your upbringing tell me about you know your life experiences your family your your passions what are you really passionate about what do you really like what do you love talking about um like let's let's really unpack and let's really get to the depth of conversation like that's that's what like a lot of autistic people including myself really like talking about like the real core topics real deep conversations and i understand that for a lot of people they're not going to be comfortable getting that deep particularly if they're talking about like childhood experiences or traumas or whatnot i understand that they're not going to be comfortable getting that deep for a while and that's totally fine i'm not saying that we have to talk about your trauma in the first conversation like of course not like i might not be comfortable sharing my traumas uh, with someone in the first conversation with them but i'm just talking about like i don't know like i have a, a strong special interest in weather i have a strong special interest in aviation i could talk about either one of those things for a long period of time and you know if the other person is interested if the other person is engaged like we can have I can certainly have a, a very long conversation about any of that and I'll be excited and engaged and I can even play the small talk game because I've over time figured out how to play the small talk game but it's definitely not my preferred style of communication and I won't be as comfortable um, and engaged and excited when I'm doing small talk as opposed to if I were talking about a special interest of mine or something that is um, a topic that I'm really interested in or passionate about. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about this other link. Um, you know, usually a lot of autistic people, including myself, not everyone, but a lot of us can uh, experience something called rejection sensitivity dysphoria. And that usually comes from getting a lot of criticism or negative feedback or being uh, misjudged or misinterpreted, um, even ostracized sometimes for the way we communicate differently like from an early age sort of like a early on bullying experience um early on early like the earliest bullying bullying experiences in life um just from like 
not understanding uh, non nonverbal cues or, you know, speaking monotonely or speaking in a way that is, um, that is uh, different than most people. And then so the other kids, especially at an early age, um, can be averse to that. And then a lot of times we get bullied because of it. Um, and that's another uh, detail that I forgot to mention earlier is we're usually very direct with our communication and when we say something, we mean exactly what we say. There's no hidden meaning or hidden intention and it's really annoying when you're communicating with someone that is constantly trying to interpret, to, um, take some to take some other meaning from what you're saying because they think that you're trying to imply something else aside from what you're actually saying in your speech and uh trust me a lot of us like if you know someone is autistic and you're talking to them and they're talking to you please keep in mind that we we mean what we say there's no hidden meaning there's no like we might be looking at you like because our, our um, facial expressions don't always match what we're saying or our emotion. So we might be looking at uh, we might be saying something and looking at you and making a certain expression. And you might be thinking, oh, are we upset? Are we mad? Are we trying to infer something else by our face? But I promise our facial expressions don't always match our our words. And we don't like we don't we're not angry unless we usually we're not angry unless we express it directly in our communication um and so because we have this rejection sensitivity uh around you know being bullied for our communication styles from an early age we we tend to be really sensitive to the way we engage with other people as well and we might uh, be really gentle with other people um, and some people might be put off by that and some people might think that we're thinking of them as um, non-intelligent or whatnot but it's really because w that's how we would like to be uh, we know we, we that's how we would like to be uh, spoken to uh, and uh, because we know how bad it feels to be nagged or called out or just judged unfairly for the way we communicate. So so that's why we're also sometimes extra uh, careful when we're talking to other people because we kind of feel the rejection sensitivity for them as well, if you will, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, that's basically... The gist of what I wanted to talk about for this episode. I hope you were able to get something out of it. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Um, and I'll see you next time.